Welcome to Disco Coolia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Disco Coolia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Disco Coolia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Matt is about thinking after Sudoku Nao Hidato, developing spatial reasoning skills, research highlights, and this Calculia assessment development. This is our podcast week 23 in 2022. We're welcome Dr. Schroeder, and she's the founder of this Calculia Services. She's going to help us review the links for the week. Welcome Dr. Schroeder. Thank you. Always great to be here. It's wonderful that you could step in today. I know how busy you are, certainly in the summertime with all the new students that are coming in and the tutoring that you also do and preparing for some uh, uh, teacher uh, presentations uh, So it's great to have you here. And we have some wonderful links that we can go over with you. Now, the first one is about uh, Matt being about thinking. Uh, That seems kind of obvious to me, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, there are some people who um, seem to think that it's more about memorizing only. But Mm. okay, Um, many parents uh, do not know yet about the research that is now very clear uh, about it. It's very helpful for the children to be uh, exposed to um, to math-like language in the years before they enter grade one. So a lot of the debate is going on about whether discovery learning is better or the basics is better. But really, it's very simple. And with small things... Parents can help their children make a great entrance in school just by paying attention to quantities and space and shapes. Just playing with blocks and uh, talking about them, how they count them, how they look, um, playing with them together, uh, being appreciative of the little buildings that they make together. That is so important for the child's uh, development. And surrounding it with a happy uh, a happy environment. Well, that sounds easy enough to do. Huh? It's just something that they, they need to be aware of, I guess. The next link is about Hidato. Okay, so what is that now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a new word. It's I a had new never- word. Never uh, heard about it. I've never heard about it. Probably uh, you remember those books filled with squares, with numbers that you had to complete. And uh, what you sometimes uh, see in transportation systems and waiting rooms that you keep yourself busy, the the Sudoku uh, games. And this is something new. And and it's kind of remotely uh, related. So you also use the nine... uh, digits, the nine numbers, and it is about putting the numbers in a way together, um, horizontally, vertically, or diagonally, that you can kind of walk through a uh, three by three square and that all the numbers uh, in order from one to nine uh, are connected. So horizontally, vertically, or like I said, um, diagonally. So it's a a space puzzle, so, um, and it's the creation of uh, Dr. Kiora uh, Benedek. It's an Israeli uh, mathematician, and the Hebrew word hida uh, means riddle. Well, that's that's well chosen. Oh, okay. So in that hidato puzzle, 
uh, you need to fill the grid with the selection of the numbers uh, already filled in. So, and your task, like I said, is, is filling in the missing numbers so that each number connects to the next number and um, make sure that you have all nine uh, in there. Well, go ahead, try it. It's a, it's a fun little game. And so how do they connect? Well, you need to make sure that uh, one number, so for instance one, must connect to two. That means that the, if you start on the one, the two needs to be either below, above, okay. left or right, okay. or, or diagonally, diagonally, like the, the two okay. uh, points of the square where you put and the... And then you need to go to three and four and so on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So basically you have a... Um, a path, a path through, through the, the nine squares. But, but obviously wow. that is a, a kind of crisscross. Right, 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 right. right. Um, that can be path. tricky. Yeah, that can, can be, be tricky. really tricky. I hope it's easier than Sudoku. I was never very good at the Sudoku thing, so <laughs> I'm certainly going to give this one a try. I hope <laughs> I'll, I'll do better on this one. The next link is uh, developing spatial reasoning skills uh, at, at that early in age already? Absolutely, absolutely. This is... Um, um, a blog by uh, Deborah Farmer Chris, and I totally agree. Research indicates that spatial reasoning skills correlate to children's uh, early achievement in math, and they actually predict uh, who will later on uh, pursue a STEM career. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the links goes to the site from PBS. We have... Um, Refer to PBS more often. A sure, wonderful, sure. wonderful uh, research system. Yes. Yeah. And they have broken it down and provide some simple examples like um, reading maps and drawing maps. Just the map of your sitting room, the, the map of your uh, bedroom. Okay. If the kids can make that, it's a wonderful activity. Then Play a lot with blocks and jigsaw puzzles. Any type of puzzles where you can fit things together is, is a wonderful activity. And then use that spatial language. Like, talk about shapes. How, how do you see a shape? Is it, uh, has it rounded edges or straight edges? Is it thick or thin? Not just the color, but describe that shape. Uh, and then... Um, also name things uh, in their location. So instead of uh, doing the game where you need to find something, like uh, I see, I see something that's green, right. and you only say, "Oh yeah, you're 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 warm, you're warm, you're warmer," you know, you're very hot. You can say something like, "Oh well, it's next to this or that, or it's underneath what you just said, oh, okay. or behind." Oh, okay. So, so all those location, of those words. location okay. words um, are, are um, well, used more often and, and more familiar to the kids. Um, and they even add some uh, suggested games. Very good link. Certainly worth your time to explore. Like um, I remember that they go to um, Go George Go, where uh, you need to find the shortest route for George to deliver ice cream. So which <laughs> child would not that find it the kids. <laughs> important that the ice cream is uh, delivered as fast as possible? Found. Absolutely. Okay, well, let's see. 
our next link is about a review of the research. So who has compiled this? Yeah, um, actually, um, Bert de Smet, and, um, and we have referred to him uh, more often. He is uh, totally into the area of um, learning issues, and, and in particular, uh, dyscalculia. He is um, uh, he lives at uh, Leuven, where he works at the uh, university. And this is an entry from the Faculty of Psychology and Educational Sciences. So, um, the title is Individual Differences in Mathematical Cognition. And it's um, accepted in uh, current opinions in behavioral sciences. Very useful um, and, and actually kind of easy to read uh, meta-study. So, so a meta-study uh, that is... It compiles many studies. Okay. It's like an overview. So over, it's, uh, it's like a summary. An, yeah, like a helicopter view that um, uh, goes over the, uh, the body of research that is there now. And, okay. and um, okay. pulls out the most important and most influential um, information. Okay. So the highlights are that there are domain-specific and domain-general factors, factors that correlate with uh, math development. So um, for domain-specific, that means that specific with math-related um, right. um, individual differences. So um, how the child um, works with numerical magnitudes. Uh, how we can process that. Obviously, what we also just uh, mentioned, all kinds of math vocabulary. And then, uh, don't forget, math anxiety and the home math environment. So, just to mention four um, things that are domain-specific for math. Now, domain general, we will um, immediately think about memory, and specifically yeah. working memory, but yeah. also fluid reasoning, and another, uh, several uh, language-related um, Okay. And so that's something specifics. then that he picked up from, from several studies? Yes. That he reviewed. Okay. Okay. Then there is emerging evidence to suggest that there's bidirectionality between uh, mathematics and its uh, predictors. So then there are theory-informed also longitudinal studies needed to understand the mechanisms uh, in more detail. Right. Okay. Great that all of this is summarized and uh, made available to, to many uh, people. Uh, the article is, um, is extensive. It's a 25-page read, so um, ideal for a quiet uh, summer night. Quiet summer night on your patio with a cocktail, 25 pages, and you're up to date. Sounds good. Well, it uh, brings us to the last link for this week, and it's about dyscalculia assessment development. What can we learn here? Yeah, and this um, um, is, is called, the, the research is called Discerning this Developmental Dyscalculia and Neurodevelopmental Models of Numerical Cognition. It is in a special issue 
in the journal Brain Sciences. And it's uh, the research is led by Flavia Santos, also somebody that we have uh, mentioned before. And she set out to develop a uh, developmental dyscalculia assessment. Okay. Now, as we know that uh, dyscalculia is related to a failure in uh, representing quantities. And that in itself impairs the performance of basic uh, math operations. And, and obviously the education, the schooling uh, achievement uh, during childhood. Now there is at this moment still a lack of uh, specificity in assessment measures and um, also the cutoffs. So what is what uh, amounts to a diagnosis and what is just kind of bad in, at math, right? Okay. It is, um, it's not really crystallized yet. It's uh, a very challenging uh, to identify children with uh, developmental dyscalculia. And particularly in disadvantaged educational context. So, so why are those kids not being able to work with the numbers as we expect them. Yes. Now, the research is focused on numerical cognition. It's a battery for children, and it's designed to diagnose this um, using a lot of subtests, 12 subtests to be um, precise. And it is all related to the Zareki test um, that was um, developed some years ago uh, by Michael van Aster and Monika Weinhold Zulauf and Ralf Horn. And I can uh, hardly um, recommend this test. We have been using it for several years. It is very useful. It um, gives a lot of information. You can, can recommend it. Yes, yes, I absolutely okay. can recommend it. I, I, okay. I wholeheartedly recommend it. Okay, wholeheartedly, yes. Yes. And there's a lot of information in this article. And they actually conclude that the four-factor stru uh, structure, uh, based on uh, von Aster and Schaller's model of numerical cognition, and the four um, components are number sense. Well, that is... Uh, that was to be expected. Right. Number comprehension. Right. Makes number sense. production. That's interesting. And calculation. And that was definitely the best model to okay. use. So it will take, unfortunately, some time <laughs> before this model because generally accepted. Yes. Um, but uh, this is already, already a step forward to make sure that... many other scientists who want to have their little say on absolutely. this. Absolutely. Uh, the hey, assessment uh, needs yeah. to be more streamlined and um, more... Um, uh, we need more uh, close and clear cut-off uh, points to have a good good feel for what child has this has diagnosis has this or diagnosis. not. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Söder, for your insights. Lots of uh, scientific stuff this week. Uh, we hope to see you back next week to help us again with our links. Dr. Söder, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com, her life mission is the awareness and the research and the communication and the remediation of dyscalculia. You, my dear listeners, can be part of it. And you can actually take upon yourself to do her online dyscalculia tutor training. All the information is at dyscalculiatutortraining.org.
Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoculiaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoculiaHeadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoculiaHead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at DiscoculiaHeadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.